Yeah, yeah, we say blessings, light, and prosperity. My name is Leela Iken. Right now, you're listening and watching the Entertainment Report podcast. Keep it locked. Keep your energy up. I spy, I spy that you see something you might like. Won't you come over if you really feel it? Love and light. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a really special guest in the building. Listen, this lady here has one of the hottest EPs out right now called The Experience. You know who we have in the building today? We have Leila IK in the building today. What's going on, my sister? Bless, bless. I'm good. I'm good. They are enjoying the day and thing, you know? Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so very much for coming through. Right now, what's the vibe like in Jamaica where you are right now? Um, I guess globally, I think people are just at a standstill, you know, trying to figure out what's going to be happening next and all of that. But Jamaicans are pretty hopeful people, no matter what situations they're in. So I find everybody is handling it as best as they can. Yeah, yeah. that's good. And where are you? Are you more in the country right now or you're in the city? I'm in Kingston. You're in Kingston. So what's the vibe like in Kingston opposed to being in the country? Um, just just natural King, um, um, city versus um, country vibe, you know? The country things are a bit more chill and relaxed. People, are, you know, you find more farmers and all of that. Um, in, the, in the city, it's more fast-paced, you know? People are eating out and restaurants and all of that, so... It's okay. more chill in the country, in the city, things are a bit more upbeat. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And I know for the, about the past three to four or five months, you've actually been, you haven't been traveling, haven't been touring, haven't been doing anything, all right? Except for recording videos and stuff you could do at home that you don't usually could do on the road. What has that experience been like for you since you were traveling so much and then it basically came to a halt one day? Um, It's definitely challenging, you know, personally you're as a musician or a creative in general i don't think it's it's anything it's not easy to deal with just being in one place especially when you're used to moving up and down so for especially the first few months i felt you know just a bit out of place like what's really going to happen but i find after i start releasing music and start getting you know more interactions from people who follow my music and fans and everything and getting feedback, you still feel as though you're still up to something and doing something. Um, at this point in the whole pandemic, I'm really at just uh, chilling now, trying to maximize on on the fact that I'm not traveling or I have more time to be at home. So I'll play my guitar, I'll read a book. Um, sometimes I'd go out of town and stay at different places to just keep yourself up for Okay. And for somebody that's a creative, especially somebody like you, because you seem to display your moods throughout your entire music. There's so many different things. How has that affected your creativity while being down? Yeah, definitely for me, my, my creativity and inspiration, it's, it's directly impacted by my mood and vibe. But um, I guess because I was working on my project and it's the first, it's my first project I'm in studio with people who I'm comfortable with. So it didn't really translate as much. I tried to just create music from, you know, the more upful side of the, the whole thing. And uh, personally, I definitely have low periods where I'm just like very bored and over everything, wanting to get back on the road, wanting to be around my band and just 
kind of get back into the whole being, a, being an artist. But you learn to deal with it as a day. I just start taking every day a day at a time. Like, what do I have to do today? I have these interviews. I'll just focus on that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, especially the funny thing with it. You see, when you're traveling, especially when you're touring, you go on a European tour and you're gone for months. It's like sometimes it's like, man, I wish I could go home. Now you're home for months. Now you mm -hmm. wish you could be touring on the road. Yeah, man, for sure. It's, it's just a humane thing. You just always want, you know, people, people really and truly don't ever reach a point of just complete satisfaction. And I guess this is actually teaching me that to just slow down and take every day a day at a time and appreciate it for what it is and not just wanting to be up and down all the time. Or as you say, sometimes I'm in Europe and I can't wait to get back home. So it's just really just working with whatever situation you end up in. Yeah. And what's the biggest lesson all of this has taught you the last couple of months now, especially about yourself? Um, it definitely is teaching me patience. You know, I, I, I can definitely be an impatient person okay. in personal life, in music, whatever. So it has definitely taught me to just chill out and allow things to, you know, allow things to develop with time and allow things to change accordingly. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, especially when you don't really have a choice. It's not like this is something where everybody else is flying around and you have to stay home. We're all sitting down right now and we all have to stay home and this is how we have to communicate right now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You, you understand. Before we get into your big, big body of work that you just released lately, the experience, I want to ask you a couple of things leading up to the experience. Like, what was the feeling like a lot of times people would ask you what was the feeling like the first time you heard your song on the radio but even before that what was the feeling like the first time you actually recorded a song and heard the final product of it um I, I, it was pretty emotional for me you know one because it's, it's not like uh when i left country and came to kingston my main goal was not to be an artist i didn't come here in search of trying to get a break or whatever i really had to take a break from university and I was really just trying to get a job so I can make some money to finish my studies. So to see in a like a year or year and a half span to find that I'm in studio with like professional musicians, working with protege and just having, you know, the real experience of developing my craft and becoming, it was definitely a very overwhelming period for me. Okay. And what were you taking in school at that time there? I was studying to be a teacher, so I'd be teaching um, business-related subjects and literacy. Yeah. So then how did you go from wanting to be a teacher to becoming an artist? Uh, as I say, I moved to Kingston, got a job, started saving, and, you know, I'm not living at home anymore, so I'm basically responsible for myself, food, bills, everything. So it wasn't really adding up as it relates to, you know, getting to finish my studies. I did start university. But I couldn't, I couldn't finish, not with what I was making. So okay. in between schools, I'd still be going to jam sessions because music has always been a hobby. So not being at home now, I get to go wherever I want, wherever the concerts are, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'd be there and just by singing and more and more people be like, yo, that girl, you know, she came last week. She can really sing. A couple promoters would have been at the spaces I'd sing at and they'd ask me to come on their show. And it kind of just blossomed into 
you know, people realizing and me getting a bit more um, uh, famous, quote unquote, or popular around Kingston and protege being the type of person that he is, always have an ear out for like very special talent. So he's he heard and reached out and said, you know, I want to invite you to come studio with me one day. And I did. And that's how we linked up. Okay. And when did you actually make that decision that like, okay, I'm not going to finish schooling. I'm now going to go straight 100 into music. Where was that decision made? Um, I really feel like it's something that really and truly kind of just slowly evolved into what it was because even while I was in studio recording, I was still going to school. I was still working, you know, so it became... It became a lot because I had school, I had work, and I was still in studio at like hours at at at, at, um, at night. So I find I had to decide what I really wanted to do with my life within that particular time. What would make more sense? I wasn't making enough money to go to school, but the music was bringing me into different spaces. I I went on my first tour in 2017. Um, I went to England with Protege and I came back and just decided, you know, I went, I saw how people responded to my music. He seemed to have so much faith in what I can do. So I guess I'll just kind of just focus my attention there. And that's how I got into it. All right. And when you actually started out on your journey now, was your stage name Leela Ike at that time or you didn't really have a stage name? Where did that actually come into play? Yeah, my stage name was was Leela Ike because I had figured all of that out before all of that. So um, Leela is kind of a nickname I got when I was growing up because my real name is Alicia. So okay. for some reason, people always breaking it down, calling me Lee or Lisi. So someone said Leela to me one day and that kind of connected. So that's how Leela came about. Mm -hmm. Ike, which is short, um, is a short of Ike Chuku. He's actually a friend of mine who's... His dad is Nigerian, his mom is Trinidadian. So he, basically I met him, he told me his name and I was just fascinated with the fact that his actual name was Ike Chuku. I actually was like making fun of him and saying, Yo, you know how you name, how, how is that your name? Cause you know, growing yeah. up in the country, I'm just <laughs> used to Peter and Paul and John. So mm -hmm. he told me the whole history of his name and the fact that, you know, he's from a tribe in Nigeria and what it meant, which is God is powerful. And I just kind of, it just kind of clicked with me. I was like, you know, I'm going to use this as my artist's name. I think it's it's really special. And so I just put the two together. Leela Ike. Yeah, for sure. That's powerful right there. Because I made sure today when I was actually putting up the name on the screen there, that I made sure I had the accent over the yeah, name. You understand? I appreciate that. I appreciate that because it makes a big difference. You know, I, a lot of people call me all sorts of things. Iki, Ike. All of those things. So it's, it's really nice that, you know, you did your research and ensured to get it right. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. You have to understand with artists, artists do the smallest things that most people won't realize is what means the most to them. Yeah. You understand right there? For sure. Okay. Even with you now, when it comes to your music, what's the difference with Alicia and Leela Ike? Um, when it comes to music, what's the difference between Alicia and Leela Ike? I really feel like um, fundamentally a lot of my energy and vibe and um, I guess that pain or whatever it is that people connect to within my voice, it's coming from Alicia, meaning what I went through as a child growing up, my whole experience just being in the country. You know, that's kind of where um, the soul of my music is from, my actual self. 
Lila Aikeno, I would think it's 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 the it's the involvement of it all. So it's like the or the evolution, sorry, of it. So it's the it's the style that I that I that I have, you know, the way I dress, the the way I I, I operate on stage, all of that. It's kind of Lila Aike would have just been like the, the package and the brand of the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Definitely agree 100 percent Because what I like with you, I did some research and the oldest video I could find was something from 2016. It was a song you did with I can't remember the name of the artist right now, but you yeah. could see you were basically the exact same artist as you were then, as in mm. your style. Your style is very authentic. It's nothing yeah. that was made up or manufactured because you yeah. Because you link with protege and you're mm. doing stuff like no, it was always authentic, and that's what very artsy. For sure, for sure. I've always been an artsy person, even from when I was a kid. You know, because I used to. There's a lot of things I would have gotten into. I used to paint. I used to draw. Before I even realized I could sing, so I was always good with my hands and creating stuff. So that energy kind of exude in the way I, I carry myself and even how my hair might look or, or my outfits or whatever. So it's a holistic thing and it's definitely not generated because, okay, I decided to be an artist, so I need to look a particular way. It really just flowed. Like, that's just me. Yeah. No, you could see that. And that comes through your music because I like to, if I was to compare, this is just so people could visualize what I'm trying to say. A lot of times I see you go from Tracy Chapman to Nicki Minaj, right back <laughs> to Tracy Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. And that's yeah. just in, 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 um, I just, in hopes of just reaching everybody, you know, cause I understand that not everybody's into everything. Everybody has their own kind of music that works for them, especially young people right now, you know, they're, they're more into, you know, the BPM being a bit more up, you get what I'm saying? And I know where my love lies as it relates to music and the kind of music I really love making. But I have to realize that I'm on a mission to reach these people. So yeah. finding a way to kind of just meet everybody halfway and, and merging it is, is very important to me. All right, cool. Because I've heard you mention that you're not a reggae artist. You're not a dancer artist. You're a Jamaican artist. Facts. All right. Okay. So then as a, what makes somebody a reggae or dance artist? Is it the words that they're saying or the beats that they're on are a combination of both? What would you say would make um, you a reggae or a dance artist? I think uh, theoretically it would definitely have a lot to do with, you know, the whole beat of it, like what the music sounds like, because you can clearly tell the difference between reggae and dancehall, mm -hmm. you know, but because I am not one to necessarily believing, I don't believe in genres, you know, I understand that 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 came about when they tried to find a way to classify the music that they were hearing. It's definitely a bunch of different flavors, but even to how advanced it's getting right now, you can hear a song and don't even know which box to put it in. And that just shows that you don't, you just accept it for what it is. But we live in a world where Grammys is a thing and awards and, and all of these different accolades are things. So they need to distribute it accordingly and package it accordingly. But I feel like reggae and dancehall to me is is the same, it's just two different faces of the same coin, you know? Yeah. I agree 100%. And you could even tell in your music, you could almost turn on the, again, we're going to say for argument's sake, you could yeah. turn on the dancehall and turn off the dancehall. For will. sure. For sure. <laughs> Look at somebody like um, the singer, any singer you see from the UK. When they sing, you can't tell where they're from. When yeah. they 
speak. That's yeah. where you can tell where they're from. And I see the yeah. same thing with you. Until you slide in one or two patwa inside of somewhere, yeah. you can't yeah. tell where Lila's from. For sure. I get that a lot too because um uh even you know as I as as my music begins to grow and, and there's more visibility and more and more people are learning about me, I get a lot of you know, say I didn't think it's Jamaica you were from until I saw you or I heard you in an interview or I heard that particular song and heard how you said whatever. So I do get what you're saying as it relates to how certain things are enunciated. And that's why for me, it just boils down to being a Jamaican or being an American or being somebody from the UK. You know, your flavor of music is just going to be your culture. It's a reflection of that because I can't just say, well, I'm from Jamaica, but this is all that I have to offer musically. You get me? I, I, I love dancehall music. I probably listen to dancehall more than I do reggae right now. You know, so why not just sing whatever my heart desire, you know? Makes sense, because you seem like that type of person. You're going to sing, write, perform whatever's in your heart that day. Yeah, man, and for that, sure. And that's what you're going to present. I'm pretty sure, sure you have you have a lot of half-written songs, half-recorded songs, because your tons. mood changed. <laughs> tons, tons. Even while working on music, I, I'll, I'll go to the studio to actually voice a particular song and... Like they like protege and whoever it is that I work with, they know how I work. So I'll be up and excited about this song and I'm halfway through and cause my main thing with music too, I don't like forcing it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take five hours just working on one song if it is that I'm not in the mood to just to finish the song. I don't really like operating like that. So as you say, there's a tons and tons of unfinished songs that sometimes just pop up when they're necessary. So like even for the project, um, the the Solitude was a song I started on my guitar. It was never a song that I intended to have on the project, but it somehow ended up on it, you know? Crazy. What inspires you? What makes you write a song and make you feel like, okay, you know what? This is what I want to do today. I feel what, what inspires me is, is experiences that I experience in a way that makes me want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know, if I hear a conversation, like... Even watching a movie, I have a song that isn't out as yet that I that I really like. And how I wrote that song is I was watching, I'm not sure if you know this series called Billions. comes on Netflix, one of my favorite series to watch. Okay. And um, I remember the guy, the main character in it, he was talking to his wife and he said, that's not a real smile. You know, and my, I was lying in bed and watching it and I always have my guitar close by. So when he said that, I had to immediately, I just had a had a, had an epiphany you know i just paused the show took up my guitar and i just started singing that's not a real smile where did you like go and it just became a whole song so for me inspiration you know i read this book called big magic and it basically speaks about inspiration as being a living thing a living energy so if i see something and i experience something that makes me want to write about it i immediately i immediately just get into that vibe whether singing something on the record on my phone or whatever it is so i can't pinpoint one thing that really inspires me you know it literally just happens in boats sometimes yeah it just we could be having this conversation as soon as you finish say hey you know what i yeah, never you thought said about something that. that stood out to me and i just feel like you know for sure because even the um even the line in solitude where i'm like everybody wants to talk to me but nobody wants to hear me out 
that was that was a real statement from you know a friend of mine they're like you know people just always want to talk 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 and they want to talk about this but nobody's really trying to hear what i have to say you know and it's something i connected with so i just say you know i'm right about this i could understand especially as an artist that's in a new space where again everybody wants to talk to you but nobody really wants to hear you yeah man facts and I you know, it's, that. it's a very deep statement because it's 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 even coming from a point where we are having a conversation you know it's not like i'm not getting the opportunity to say anything but what we're talking about is, is not really real you know it really doesn't have any benefit to me or or, or anything to do with my well-being mm -hmm. it's very superficial two more questions yeah. before we get into the ep here super random what sign are you i'm an aquarian guy get out of here that's yeah. why i'm the exact same sign what when is your birthday not the year what month uh january 23rd 23rd okay so you just got into aquarius by like i think two days because i think it yeah. starts in 21st 20 i'm february 18th i got in by one day also so yeah. once you told me about creative and certain things just inspire you just randomly i 1000 yeah. percent understand yeah. what yeah, you yeah man for yeah. sure for very sure. free spirited and yeah, you're a you're a nice rebel but you're a rebel 100 percent. that's yeah. facts <laughs> that is facts. For I, sure. that. I know yeah. that 100 percent. all right mm -hmm. again right now what's on your playlist who are you listening to right now i'm listening to her this artist yep. from um california yep. i'm listening to sir <laughs> from <LA. laughs> um i'm listening to this singer called snow allegra okay um i'm listening to a lot of dancehall music like almost all the dancehall that's been played uh i'm listening what's that other singer i found this artist the other day called ralph ralph castillo very mm -hmm. underground young artist but very talented like mm -hmm. creates his own rhythms records himself everything so off the top of my head that's that's what i'm listening to the most these days it seems like you like a like a lot of underground artist that's just at the tip of yeah. breaking but they didn't really break it yeah yeah for sure so that makes I like, sense i like it because it's just raw and an un untouched talent there you know mm -hmm. it's it's a bit different when you get in get a bit commercial and labels and everybody giving their input of what your sound should be or what we should be when people are on the brink of becoming it's like they're just expressing their raw soul you know so for me, I really like I really like talent like that, and I like well-rounded musicians or artists who can play an instrument and curate their sound and and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. So, somebody like you, how do you balance loving underground stuff but still having a commercial kind of appeal? How do you balance that? I feel like you know. To be honest, I feel for me, I've always set out to ensure that my realness is something that is also palatable to you know the commercial market so i don't want to ever be that artist that's going to change who i am to fit in anywhere i'd i'd much rather find another means of doing that instead of touching the music so maybe how i look maybe how i dress can be what pe really reels people in and not necessarily just the pop zone or the commercial zone or whatever you know it it really i really want my soul my music to remain soulful but i'm also a millennial so you, you know you find creative ways to connect with people on a global scale you know yeah. 
I agree with you 100% here. All right, let's get into this crazy EP called yeah. The Experience. All right. Let me tell you from my point of view, and then we're going to go on for, we're going to go through track yeah. by track and get it done. My point of view, it seems like when I listen to this album from track one to track seven, it is seven tracks yeah. on it, right? Yeah. I feel like I just want to go outside, burn some incense, lie <laughs> down on a blanket, and float away. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's nice. That's yeah, really it, nice. It has that vibe to it. It's like it's going to take you on an experience where it's going to show you so many different things. But for you to see these things, you have to close your eyes, <laughs> not even listen to the music, feel the music. For sure. Yeah. For sure. That's 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 the best way anybody has ever described it before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's get into your seven tracks here and break mm -hmm. it down and see exactly where your mind was when you're thinking there. First one here, the, the one, would we say this is the lead single, I Spy? Yeah, I Spy is the lead single. It's the first one I, I um, released from the project. Well, where I'm coming from was already out, but mm -hmm. I Spy is definitely the lead single. All right. What was the meaning behind that song and what made you put out a song, something like that? And especially the, um, it has a traditional reggae feel underneath, but mm -hmm. then the drum pattern, it could be either a soca, a tropical house. Yeah dance hallish, anything. Yeah. It doesn't have a real 100% yeah. So let's talk about yeah. it. For sure. That's that's what I guess most people would consider reggaeton, mm -hmm. you know, like Latin kind of style too. But um, I linked up with Izzy, who is a mm -hmm. producer. Most people know him from Toast. And, you know, he played me that beat and I wasn't immediately into it because I was like, you know, coming out a second chance, it's, it's a big jump from, from, you know, it's a big transition into you know, what I'm doing. And he's like, trust me, your whole authentic vibe and energy, no matter what rhythm you, you go on, you're going to always be you and it's going to always stand out. And so, you know, him encouraging me and me hearing the rhythm, I was like, all right. You know, I actually deliberately wanted that particular track to have some sort of a pop song. You know, my, my whole approach to it was writing from that perspective. And so I started humming the melody, you know, I spy, I spy, because I was feeling like this needs to be bright and summer and people can dance and feel hopeful. And, yeah. you know, you know, as I go along in the song, I realize, OK, so it's sounding poppy and all of that. But I still need to drop in some authentic style. And I guess. In the verse where I'm like, no, it's for this play phenomenal mode, can I, you know, you involve some dancehall elements and everything. So, yeah, that song was very fun to record. Um, very, it's been doing really good, and a lot of people are into it, and it's doing exactly what I, you know, wanted it to do. All right, big, big, big song there. Now, this song here, where I'm coming from, this was actually the first song that I heard from you, even though I know yeah. this was the second one you put out. Yeah. This was the, well, the second one that you had put out officially for yourself, yeah. this was the first one I heard, where I'm coming from. Talk about that and even the visuals for that too. I want to know what was on yeah, man. that That song in itself is, a, is, is me paying homage, you know, to where I'm from. Because literally and figuratively speaking about my journey, I'm literally from Christiana, Manchester. And, you know, everywhere in the music video has been spaces because I deliberately, you know, I brought the the creative my creative director showed her all the places when we were doing the scouts and told her what each space meant to me so the video starts with me um sitting on a bed and that's a, that's that's the that's the first place i settled that when i came to kingston so that's 
at that space in, in, in Papine called Tavern. So that room, when I first got it, it was actually a storage where they kept a lot of old stuff. And, you know, I had somebody help me clean it out and I lived there for a while. And, you know, I was just settled in that little room for a lot, for, for a while. A lot of my dreams and goals and aspirations I thought of within that room. And so I say, you know, I needed to have that a part of the journey because that's when I came to Kingston. But I wanted the video to show me going back home. So we started in Kingston. All the people in the music video too who were involved are all people that I know and people that have, you know, looked out for me one way or another. So the video goes now to me going back to the country with Protege. You know, I come from a place where superstars are a thing. You know, me going back home, even with that song, I'm, I'm not like the biggest artist in Jamaica, but you can't tell people down my place that to them, yeah. I'm, I'm a Rihanna to them. You know, I'm treated as a queen when I, when I'm, even before I was an artist, people just always take on to me. Okay. So, you know, I visited my community, the shop with the, with the men smoking the chalice. I used to stay in that shop when my mom went to work and I came from school. I had to stay there until she come get me. You know, the market, my grandma used to sell produce in the market, so I'd be there with her on Saturdays. Um, my mother's bar, I'd have to stay in there a couple of times and, you know, help her out. And the, it's just a holistic vibe that I wanted to immortalize in a way that no matter how huge I get as an artist, because it can become something that, you know, ego driven and you can get distracted and get caught up. And so I wanted that song to be a song that both, you know, reminded me of where I'm coming from and in the same breath encourage somebody who might be on the same journey or a similar journey to just help them to understand that it might not be the easiest thing when you start out, but once you stay at it with consistency and just faith in the most or whatever God means to them, then, you know, you definitely have somewhere to go. Definitely, definitely great, great, great. And I could understand what you said. I pictured this in my mind already. This was basically what this entire visuals were about. But I yeah. wanted to hear it from your side. I'll tell you my favorite part of the video itself was when the little girl touched your face. It's like yeah, that's my niece. She, <laughs> she didn't see you as Leela, you know. She no, that's that's my favorite part. It's like she say, Oh my god, you know. Well, yeah, man, that's also my favorite. My favorite part even even when the video was editing you know i was breathing down my creative director's neck because not that she's not good at what she does but i knew what i wanted the world to see because i i know what everything meant to me so basically i actually put the entire video together you know i didn't do it hands-on but i'm there and telling her all right you see that clip because even the clip with my niece wasn't going to be a part of it you know and i was like no that has to be in there you know right there and that's that's how it all came together yeah, that right there, 1,000% humanized you as a human being, even though, yeah, you're a human being, yeah. but that right there just showed you as the country girl. Yeah, man, for not sure. Not the star, not the singer, the country yeah, girl. Yeah, for sure. That. All yeah. right, so then now, the next one on the album would be Second Chance. This yeah. is actually your first solo visuals that you had put out? Yeah, man, for sure. First, first solo, yeah, definitely, first solo visuals. Um Definitely one of the songs that really, I'd say, you know, immersed me into the industry as like a proper, well-rounded reggae artist, you know. that's That to date is one of my favorite songs that I've released. I listened to it a couple times well, and I actually can't believe that that's actually me, you know. Sometimes I'd sit and watch my music videos outside of myself and be like, you know, this girl, she's actually really good at what she does. <laughs> so Second Chance, no, I actually had that song for about, two years or so before I released it because I 
I was going to school, met this young guy from UWE who said his uncle had a studio and he wants me to come by. But it was around the time when I was doing a bunch of like jam sessions. So everybody wanted me to just start recording now. But for some reason, I just, I can't record a song and, and feel comfortable until I know that, you know, the, the whole aim and goal of it is not just monetarily. And a lot of the people I was meeting at that point was just, yo, big song, this, you know, this can do this, that, that. Let's get it out. But I just held it and... But anywho, he told me his uncle had a studio and I was iffy about going. But one Saturday morning, he called me and I was like, this guy is so persistent. I'm going to go and see what's up. And I met his uncle, who turns out to be one of my dearest friends right now. So he produced Second Chance. I went in the studio. He was working on a rhythm and I came in, he stopped. And he's like, oh, so my, my, my nephew tell me you're an artist, whatever, you know. He tell me, say, yeah, big, big singer, but we know all singers, you know. Cause he he's familiar with Garnet Silk and everybody, okay. so he's like, I know all singers, so I know for sure if if if, if what, what he's talking about. And so he he said to me, I must sing something. So I tell him the rhythm that he was playing, he should play it, and I'll go in the studio and sing. And he's like, No man, I know so it working. I sit down and write something. And I was like, No man, just trust me, no man, just play the rhythm. Then we go into the studio, and I was there with a friend of mine too. And he's like, Trust me, just allow her to go into the studio. And I did, and he started playing the rhythm. And I remember he turned his back, like he's turning his back, scratching his beard, and saying, Let me see what's gonna happen. And as soon as I start, you know, I for the for the rest of the time of me singing, his face was just finished, <laughs> and it's like he couldn't believe, you know. And right. I finished, and he's like, Oh my god, so you know, wow, he, like. He just couldn't believe and then i told him you know it's it's not even a song that i had written before it's all a freestyle and to this day like every time he speaks about it or speaks up he's like cold mom take up him hand and, and all of these things so that's how that song came about and you know sprocket his name is sprocket he he has this sound system in new york from back in the day called earth ruler sound okay it's earth ruler guys yeah, man. okay got yeah, man so Really, really dear friend of mine, and and you know, mm-hmm. one of them elder, they were definitely, I'd say, changed my life for sure. Definitely, and what I liked about the visuals for Second Chance, it was very stripped down. It yeah, was man. basically you in a white room with a white yeah. shirt and jeans, stripped right down. We didn't want to 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 no storyline and me doing it. Just want because it was the first time I was putting out a music video. So my creative director was just like, "Yo, let's not do no storyline. Let's just focus on you." give people the opportunity to see what you look like, to feel your energy, just be raw, barefoot kind of vibe, you know, and a lot of people connected with that for sure. Yeah, big, big one there. All right, the next one on the EP here is, we talked about it a bit, but we'll get into it now, would be solitude. And especially what I like with the um, visualizer, it's the same thing that I feel about you. I almost feel like you were born like 30 years too late. (laughs) <laughs> I think about that too all the time. I know exactly what you mean. You should have been exactly. born in the 60s and 70s. That's why the visualizer has that type of yeah. older look to it. Yeah. You understand? But it shows for your sure. feminine side and it shows yeah. your thuggish side too. Yeah, man, for sure. For, for solitude, um, literally, that's just a compilation of uh, just me vibing. So me going to the river and and, and, and and doing my thing. I do that every day. So I, was, I do that all the time. 
So when we were thinking about what the, the, the visualizer would be and me singing about wanting my peace of mind, I was just like, I'm just going to revisit spaces that actually brings me peace of mind. And we're not going just with the intention of shooting the video. It's like whenever it is that we're planning to go to the river, just bring your camera. You know, whenever it is I go back to the studio next, just bring your camera. Like that's that's really the, the whole energy of it. I didn't want to be, I wanted to be in my natural, like no makeup, no hair, no nothing, just me being me and just give people the opportunity to even connect deeper with the song. And so, you know, that song, as I say, I started it on my guitar. It wasn't something I planned to put on the project, but you know, it, people really liked it when I played it for them and it ended up being on it. Yeah, no, big, big, big. My vote, don't change the thing. You don't add no visuals, just yeah. leave it as is. No, Solid man, that's definitely, I won't, yeah. those, the whatever video is out now is what's going to be out for them officially, you know? Yeah. I just yeah. wanted to make it clear that this wasn't any done up video. That's the only reason why we call it a visualizer and not the official video. I didn't want people thinking that there was any extra effort placed into making it. It's just natural. You got know? Here. No, wicked, wicked, wicked. Like that one. Yeah. All right. The next one here is Stars Align. How did you come up with that one there? Uh, you know, since Protege put out Boat Noon, he's been telling me he wanted to do like a juggling version of the rhythm where he has different artists on it. Um, and so he sent me the rhythm and he's like, yo, you know, tell me what you come up with for it. And I came up with that song and it's supposed to be a, a juggling project, but I was like, you know, I really like this song. So let me just put it on my project. Martima also has a song on, on the Boat Noon to that he placed on his project. So it's a whole vibe. All right. Big, big, big. This one here, number six, is my personal favorite. <laughs> All right. This one is called Forget Me Not. And let me tell you why this is my personal favorite. I've seen you sing, <laughs> sing Jay, rap. And then mm -hmm. double speed rap all on one song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it's I mean? A lot. It's a lot for sure. Yeah. Forget Me is also one of my favorite songs. My favorite song from the project because, as you say, I incorporated a lot of elements. You know, it's star total, R&B, and soulful. One more unanswered cause. And then, you know, going into the... Going into the dance hall part, me used to think that yeah, I'm a real dance that I love you. You know, like a lady saw energy. And then in you know, the trap, you know, the trap part, you know, it's like I wanted yeah. to just show people that, yo, I can do whatever, you know, and you can do whatever within our song. Just just for the vibe and just what the song is talking about in general. You know, it's not just about breaking up or whatever the deeper the deeper point is just how important communication is in any in any relationship and if it's a case where you can't communicate especially with everything that's happening in the world in jamaica we have a lot of you know domestic violence with men killing their women and all of that i was just like if it's not working out it's best that you guys just separate because if you can't communicate you know one bugger unanswered calls you're reading my text not responding I don't know why you're vexed that initially make you know that something is up and nobody's talking about their feelings. Mm -hmm. So that's really the holistic energy of that song. All right. Was it an experience that you went through or it was you just third person yourself? You just put yourself into somebody else's situation? Um, It's it's quite a mixture of, of it all. I feel like we've all been in situations where we're just not able to connect whether in personal relationships or whatever but for me i normally prefer to write from a space where i can put my head on the block and say listen i know this for sure because i've i've experienced it so with that song yeah it's definitely a personal experience
Yeah, definitely. Big, big song. That, for yeah. me, showed the most versatility I've ever yeah. seen in one track. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, man. That's my nice song. Here. And the All production right. on it is crazy, too. Big up Winter James, you know? Listen, even when you listen, right before you start to actually the double time rap, yeah, you have like a little bridge yeah. Yeah. that comes in and it like sets you up. Right yeah, there. yeah, mm. man, for sure. It's really yeah. dope. I said that was tough there. All right. Yeah. And then the last one here on yeah. the EP is Thy Will. What I like with this one here, this is where it seems like you go right back to your roots and you keep it, you keep it very simple. You don't try to do anything extra, yeah. right? Even the rhythm itself. Very mm -hmm. basic. I think it was Baltimore rhythm. I think yeah, that one. For sure. Very basic. Get them to think. But again, yeah. that's what I like. You showed versatility. Let's yeah. talk about it. Yeah, man. Thy Will. Thy Will is also a song I had for a while. Like a while. I, I think I started writing Thy Will in, in probably 2018 or 17, thereabout. It wasn't on that rhythm at first, you know, it was just me vibing to another rhythm. And you know, Protege actually when he heard it, he's like, I'd really love to to perform to produce this song. I think it's powerful. I think what you're saying is very important. And you know, he found he's like, you know, with Baltimore, people are always covering it and whatever, but nobody has ever like interpreted the rhythm and, and put a vibe like this on it. And so we came up with that. And you know, funnily enough, I actually wasn't gonna put thy will on the project, you know. I wasn't I wasn't gonna put it and he's like, what? That's like that's where you're as you say, you're gonna go back to your roots. Like a, a newcomer who is listening to Leela Ike should know that yo, this girl, don't get it twisted, you know. We, we, we reggae music is our heart and soul, you know, and, and bringing back a rhythm like Baltimore and just a topic, the theme of the entire song, especially with what's happening in the world. It's it's just a very, very important and crucial song. And even how the song ended with the with the -na 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 -na, it's like a to be continued, you know? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. even sure. now that you talk about it, when it ended, I thought it was gonna do something else, but then it just yeah. stopped. <laughs> yeah. I said, All right. I said, okay, you guys got yeah, me. All right, so that right there embodies the experience EP. Tell mm -hmm. them where they could get it and all of that stuff there. Yeah, man. So it's available everywhere, like on all digital platforms, all social media platforms. You can follow me, Leela IK. You can stay up to date with everything I have going. So you can get the experience on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. Um, these are, you know, all of those sonical um, platforms. You can definitely get it and support it. Thank you. Definitely, definitely. One last question before I get you out of here. You mentioned something. Say that you're a millennial. Mm -hmm. you're a millennial working in a business that's basically with older people. What is it like coming in with your fresh ideas versus the, no, man, this is the way how we've done it. This is mm -hmm. how reggae sounds. This is your Jamaican. This is how you're supposed to present it to the world. What's that been like? I think, I think that the tone, the tone of that is actually changing right now, to be honest, especially with what is actually on the, the music that's on the forefront of Jamaican music at, at, the, at the time right now. I mean, everybody can agree that Coffee is doing amazing for the genre. And you can also realize that she's not doing purist reggae music. Neither is it even dancehall. It's, it's such a special thing, you don't even know what to call it. So I feel like that in itself kind of changes the conversation with what I'm doing, what Savannah is doing, what even Protege and Chronics, them, you know, Chronics Della move is, not, is definitely like a trap you know, a trap reggae song. Mm -hmm. So um, 
being alive in a time like this right now and doing music and also not I'm not in studio with just producers who are thinking one-sided. They're actually thinking about expanding because I work with a lot of young producers to myself. So like a JLL and Zaya and Ayatash who is also young people who you'll hear on Protégé's upcoming album also. You'd realize that young people are actually in the spaces now to, to make this change because people from back in the day, they did the, the day, they did what they had to do already. They set the foundation and really showed us the science of it. But just being young and creative and curious, you're going to you're gonna be culture bending and genre bending and all of that because we're we're all experimenting and, and experiencing stuff. So for me it's and and working with people who are actually visionaries and not necessarily caught up in this is what this needs to be. I personally can't operate under like that rigid outlook on life because you can't just say nothing happens in a linear manner. Things change all the time. So it's 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 no pressure for me. I'm actually more excited because what this means is that you know so many more people are gonna be interested in what's happening. You know, you can hear a song like a protege and a popcorn, you know, and it and it works. Wicked song. I see visuals and I seen you in so it too, definitely. I really think it's important for the culture for us all to be working together and the disparity of genres and one being good and one being bad and one being conscious and one not conscious. You know, in itself, what it's going to do is holistically bring people together. You get what I'm saying? So I'm I'm chill with all of that. Yeah, I think because you mentioned that word or two, purists. I think yeah. you guys are purists not to the sound, but yeah. to the art of being to the an art. artist. Exactly, that's where the purist comes in for you guys. For sure, for sure, because it's 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 just growing and learning. You know, mm -hmm. a lot. Me and Protege would have deep conversations all the time, and he's like, you know, a lot of people would think that, you know, I'm the one doing all of this for all of you guys, but in 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 s in an essence, y'all are doing so much for me. Because if I didn't see like a you and a sev, are you guys contributing what you are contributing to the music, then my sound would have probably stayed the same for the past decade that I've um, been doing my, 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 my thing. So it's a whole energy exchange that's very important, you know? You guys found your tribe. Yeah. So everybody understands what everybody else is doing. Yeah, and, and I often think about it and I'm like, I'd love to hear the music that Bob Marley would be making if he was here now, you know? Like Garnet Silk and them, just imagining them on some of these productions would be crazy, yeah. you know? So it's You're 100%. Like, You're 100% sure. right. Because look at if you look at Bob Marley's music, it's not traditional. No, he's been... He's been like, he definitely, I feel like he's from the future, you know? Yeah, for, for sure. sure. For sure. Leela, it's been an amazing, amazing, amazing conversation. Thank you, Thank my you Aquarius so sister. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. and, and if nobody ever told you, listen, you're Afro freaking rocks. I love Thank you. I love it, you know? A lot of people are always telling me, yo, you need to lock up your hair and put on dreads. And I'm like, these are my dreads, you know, these are my locks. Like I can do whatever I want to do with my hair. There's no way I'm going to be locking it down into anything, but mm -hmm. thank you. I really enjoy the conversation. I appreciated that, you know, you did your research because mm -hmm. trust me, I've been on interviews where they're basically telling me that they know that me and Protege are brother and sisters. <laughs> you know, so it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. Thank but you so clearly, much. No problem. Cause clearly in um, what video was it again on this end of it? It was the where I'm coming from. 
you could see 2017 was basically yeah. when you yeah. came to your house in country and exactly. you were eating a box of KFC. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to yeah. pay attention. I yeah, for sure, for sure. Thank you so very much. Let me give you an outro and get you out of here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.